appreciate what God has done for us in this year. Boy, he's been good to us. He has blessed us. I was looking up some things as I was preparing today and just uh, in 2016, we baptized 17 in Jesus' name. That's wonderful. We had 15 filled the Holy Ghost. God was doing some great things. On January the 16th of 2016, my son baptized his first soul in Jesus' name, first baptism he ever performed. A young lady that was here from, for the Awakened Conference that was at UGA, and they brought her over to the church, and he baptized her. Out of our own congregation and our college crew, Sister Tafara, she's not here tonight, but she was baptized and filled the Holy Ghost on the same day, January the 24th of, of last year. Uh, our last baptism of this year was Sister Aisha. She was baptized uh, this year. And then our last soul to be filled with the Holy Ghost was this, that precious little white-headed young lady. Miss Kinley was filled with the Holy Ghost and just three years old, filled the Holy Ghost just praying by herself. May 1st of 2016, we had our last service at 220 Smithonia Road. A lot of tears, a lot of great memories, a lot of people baptized and filled the Holy Ghost in that little precious little building. It used to be, a, it was a chicken hatchery when it was first established, but they didn't realize they was actually just building a church. Only thought they was building for chickens. Wasn't building for chickens, they was building it for sheep. And then on May the 8th, Mother's Day of the last year, we had our first service here. And then on November the 23rd of this last year, we closed on this building and it became ours and we stopped paying rent and we began to own. And God has just continued to bless and bless and bless. 2016 saw a lot of our young people go on their first mission trips, have their lives touched and changed forever. 2016 was a great year. But now it's 2017. And it's time for us to get busy with the work of the Lord. And I try to find something every year that will kind of be a catalyst for us, send us into this year with a vision, something that we can see, that we can grab a hold of, and that we can uh, get behind an idea. You know, it's, it's good to have a, you know, a, a plan. Now, it's, uh, some people are not planners, natural-born planners. I'm not a natural born planner my wife is doing her best to make me one uh, we'll go somewhere and she want me to buy me a planner so I can write stuff down so I did I started buying a planner every year it took me about a year to start writing in a planner uh, so I had one for a long time it just I never opened it but, uh, but my wife will plan and she'll make lists and she'll do things and that's how you get things done you gotta be intentional and so I was praying this year and Several weeks back, I was just thinking on this year coming up, and I said, "Lord, what, what, you know, can we do?" And I don't even remember where I was, but the scripture came to my mind so strong in First Timothy three sixteen, and this scripture you can read along with us on the screen here it says, "And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness." And then it makes this statement, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, 
seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. And the line stuck out to me, and this is just the way the Holy Ghost will deal with me. When I need to remember something, it, it, it puts a little earmark in my spirit. Remember this line, God was manifest in the flesh. And so I'm going to talk to us this, this year on this one word because it's going to be so important for us. And it is so important for us as children of God. And that word is manifest. Mm. Manifest. Would you lift your hands and pray for the lesson, for the word tonight. God, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for what we felt, the victory that you brought in this service tonight. Encourage us and strengthen us now for just a short short while to receive of your word. We're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Look to your neighbor on either side and say, let's manifest in 2017. Now, if you don't know what that means, right here in this portion of Scripture, the word in the Greek is phanaru, which means to render apparent, to make known, able to be seen, to clearly show, to make obvious. So God was manifest, or he was made known, he was made obvious, he was clearly shown in the flesh and when you read this statement here God was manifest in the flesh several things are listed after that justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles believed on the world received up into glory those things happened because God was manifest because God was made known and I would say this that in time as we know it in recorded time of this world history of this world, there have been great and impacting world events. There have been wars that were fought and won that changed the shape of the world, the medical and scientific breakthroughs, advancements, advancements in technology, and, and really in every area of life. Just think about transportation from walking to horses, horse and buggies, to cars and trains and planes and ships and submarines and rocket ships. And, man, they've just got all kind of things. And all these things have impacted life as we know it. They were men and women in history that have done things that made this world different. They changed the face of, of maybe of medicine, of culture. And, and they, so many things in this world have been great, things that we can remember that made a difference. Somebody stood up for a cause and it made a difference. But I would say that the single most world-changing event that has ever occurred that made sure that life as the human race would know it would never be the same was when God was manifest in the flesh. Because anything we have as a church, as a person in this world today, we have it because God was manifest in the flesh was made known in the flesh, was able to be seen in the flesh, was rendered apparent in the flesh. In the Old Testament, God was powerful as he's always been. He, he had a people and he, he did mighty works and he, he wrought great victories. He always took care of his people. 
He had mighty men that, that followed him, Moses and Joshua and Abraham and David, and, and he was always taking care of his people. But the psalmist wrote in one place that his people don't or didn't know his ways. They trusted him for things to happen in their lives, but they just didn't get who he was, really. And often they would turn their backs on him, worship other idols and go different ways and, and stop serving him. They, they, they saw his works, but they didn't know his ways. They, they didn't get it. They didn't get who he was. But when Jesus was born, the angel said, Emmanuel, God with us. John said it was the word that became flesh and it dwelt among us. He came so that we could know this great God of heaven and earth and, and that we could believe on this saving name and become the sons of God. The greatest single act in the history of the world, my friend, was God manifest in the flesh. God Almighty was made obvious to this world. The world was able to handle him, as one of the disciples wrote. They were able to, we've handled of the word of life. This, we, we, they, they, they would put their arms around him, touch him, shake his hand, help him up from his seat. They would walk with him, they ate with him, they talked with him, they, they slept beside him, they took boat rides with him, they saw miracles done. They, they were right there with him. They heard him preach, heard him teach, showed him, uh, watched him show compassion that was unparalleled in that day and time. The world was able to see him walk with him, witness him in action for themselves. That happened because God was manifest in the flesh. Even Jesus made the statement that no man can come to the Father but by me. You'll never understand who he is without me. You'll never get it without me. You'll never get to him without me. God was manifest in the flesh. In 1 John 5 and 20, John gave us this explanation. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding. So there, being manifest, it gave us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his Son, Jesus Christ. And then he said, this is the true God and eternal life. He could say that because he saw him in action. He saw God manifest in the flesh. He laid his head upon his chest, heard the heartbeat of God. And he said, this is the true God in eternal life. Eternal life, that's what it all comes down to. Eternal life in one place or the other. All because God was manifest in the flesh. Because God came in the flesh it gave understanding and knowledge of him. It provided healing and salvation. Healing through a broken body. He had to have a body. Salvation through the washing away of our sins in his blood. A spirit can't bleed. It had to have a body. We have healing and salvation because he was manifest in the flesh. It changed people's lives. It changed people's views. Because he was manifest in the flesh, it brought hope, grace, mercy, love, and forgiveness to a world who had not known such things before. Yeah. 
It brought victory over death, hell, and the grave, all because God was manifest in the flesh. It challenged the religious ideals of that day, and it changed people's minds on how they viewed God. It touched the individual. It touched the masses. And it did the miraculous. All because God was manifest in the flesh. It dealt with relationships. It dealt with families. It dealt with the sick. It dealt with the outcast. It dealt with the devil possessed. It dealt with anybody that would come to him. Whosoever will, let him come. All this through God being manifest in the flesh. The greatest event in history was God manifest in the flesh. So, pastor, what's that got to do with us? Why are you so intent on making sure we understand that God was made known, made obvious to the world? Because Jesus said this in John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. We are supposed to be doing. I know that he can do all things. But Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Because we know that he went away. He went away so he could come back and dwell in us. And give us power because ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come on you and then ye shall be witnesses. You see there's a statement made and then here's what happens because of that. After he comes and gets inside and dwells inside of you, then you shall be witnesses unto me. To all the world. A witness In other words, when you're a witness to somebody, you're trying to show them. You're trying to make it obvious. You're trying to render apparent what it is you're witnessing about. Maybe this will help us understand it a little better. In 2 Corinthians 4, in verse 5, Paul said, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He said, we're showing people something. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. So we we love these next two verses. Because we think our whole Christian life is nothing but trouble. That's the truth. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Oh, they're out there, oh, we're just shouting, going, because that's telling me I've got victory. But I need more than victory. I need my purpose. It's got to be more than just saying, I got victory, I got victory, I got victory. I've got to know my purpose in this world. It's important that uh, I know my purpose because this world needs us to know our purpose. Always, 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 always. What's always mean? 
It means always. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. It's the same word in the Greek. In other words, he's, the body is what this world can see. The body is what these, this world can hear. The body is what people are going to be watching. Yes. And we're supposed to be manifesting the life of Jesus. We're supposed to make the life of Jesus obvious to the world. We're supposed to render apparent the life of Jesus with our body. Whatever we do in word or deed, we ought to all be doing it all in the name of Jesus because that's how we render the life of Jesus apparent. That's how we show the life of Jesus in this world. It's not just with empty words, but it's with our action. It's with, with what we do every day. We, we, we serve him and we love him, but we don't just love him in word. We love him in deed. And because the single greatest event in history was God manifest in the flesh, this whole world was turned upside down and changed. How much more can this world be changed if we would start manifesting the life of Jesus like we're supposed to? Jesus never had a day off, and he was never off on any day. But every day he was on. He was the son of God, full of power and full of glory. He was always God manifest in the flesh. That's why it didn't matter if he, if he came to the sick, he could heal, he could cast out devils, he could confound the wise men, he could do whatever he needed to do because he was always God manifest in the flesh. He could walk on water, he could stop the wind and the rain, hey, honey, he could disappear if he wanted to because he was God manifest in the flesh and because that's who he was. This world enjoyed three and a half years of the greatest revival in history. Amen. Three and a half years of things that had never been seen or heard. They didn't know what to do with him. So they killed him. But it was all orchestrated. So he could come back and dwell inside of us. Yes. He said right now it's just me. Which is enough. He could have spoke the world and just wiped out the whole earth. But he said what's going to be interesting is when. That day of Pentecost comes and about 120 gets filled. There's going to be about 120 people filled with Jesus. There's going to be 120 people manifesting who Jesus is. And before long it turned into 3,120. And before long it turned into 8,120. And then we just lose count. But the church experienced all they experienced in that day. It said they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You know what the apostles were preaching? Christ manifest in the flesh. Because he was living inside of them. People see you. They see your body. I'm not talking about they checking you out. I'm talking about they see what you do. They see you at work, they see you at school, they see you in town, they see you on vacation, they see you wherever you are. You can talk about Jesus all day long, but are you manifesting? You can talk about how you've been saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, I hope that you have been. But are you living your life? Are you manifesting? 
the life of Jesus wherever you go. Are you making it obvious? It ought to be obvious. People shouldn't have to scratch their head and wonder if you serve God. They shouldn't have to try to figure out if you're a Christian or not. It ought to be obvious. It ought to be clear. You shouldn't be engaging in activities that make people wonder. You shouldn't be going places that make people wonder. You shouldn't be watching things that make people wonder. You shouldn't be listening to things that make people wonder. Oh! Come on, there's a lot of people that can talk about Jesus. But if this world is going to change and if we're going to have revival, somebody's going to have to manifest. Somebody's going to have to say, I'll die daily so the life of Jesus can be made obvious. Glory. We are supposed to manifest the life of Jesus in our body. That means render apparent, make known, able to be seen, clearly shown, made obvious. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. It's in us, in our flesh. So we can manifest what is in us just as Jesus manifested who was in him. We are the sons of God, aren't we? Beloved, now we're the sons of God. We are not the son of God. Nobody else is dying for your sins. He done that. But it doesn't change that we are the sons of God. I am not God's equal. But I am filled with his spirit. And I am the son of God. And Jesus thinks so much of his people that are filled with his spirit. That he said the things that I do they will do. That means I'm going to do the same things that he did. And then he said and greater things will they do. That's what Jesus thought of us. That's what Jesus thought of me and you. You see, we, we're so, I know he's our king, he's our Lord, and, he, and he's above us. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm equal to God. But why are we so afraid of who we are? We need to stop doubting who's in us, and we need to stop doubting who we are. All power in heaven and earth was given to him, and now he lives inside of me. I've got authority. We need to start manifesting the dominion that God gave man back in the beginning. We should never be pushed around by the devil. We should never be pushed around by this world. We should never be intimidated by spirits and addictions and things that that try to grab a hold of us because Jesus said, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. But when we lay down and quit, we're not manifesting the life of Jesus. He didn't ever have to try twice to cast the devil out. He didn't ever have to try twice to get it right. He was always on. He didn't ever shy away from any spirits. He didn't ever shy away from any miracles or anything they asked him because he knew he had the power to make it happen. When we start backing down to problems, we're not manifesting. God didn't call us to retreat. This world needs us. This world needs a manifestation of Christ. It needed it then. And it needs it now. 
Nothing's changed. You see, we, 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 we have church, and that's great. And we have programs, and that's great. But if in our church services, and in our programs, and in our daily walk, if we are not manifesting the life of Jesus, we're not going to change anybody. Oh, you can draw a number without changing anybody. You can draw a number without having any, any victory at all. You can have a, a huge church and a huge congregation and a huge following and nobody's going to heaven at all. Because the, the only one that can get us there is him. And if we're not manifesting that name that's above every name, God has called this church to manifest. I'm telling you, this is the, the word in the scripture that God put in my spirit. Paul wrote this in Colossians 1 and 27. This is what he said about the saints of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes. He said, there's something in you that ought to be bringing hope to this world. The work that Christ has done in you should be broadcasted so the rest of the world will know I can have it too. Yes. The love that Jesus showed to you, the compassion that Jesus showed to you, yes. the mercy that Jesus showed to you, it ought to be shining out of you to everybody you meet. Help us, Lord, to make sure. I'm going to tell you something. I love to shout and run and dance, and I ain't going to stop. But there's a lot of people who jump around, hoot and holler. I want to manifest. I don't want to shout and jump and hoot and holler and then gossip about my brother and sister. Lie on my brother and sister. Yes. I don't want to hoop and holler and shout and jump around talking in tongues in church and then see somebody out on the street corner and say, Whew. I don't want to see homeless people and think, well, they got what they deserved. I don't want to run into drug addicts and alcoholics and say, they got what they deserved. They made the choices. If it wasn't for the mer- somebody manifesting the grace and mercy of God to me and you, that could be us standing on the street corner sleeping under a bridge tonight in prison somewhere or maybe taking our life. Manifest compassion and love and mercy. Manifest power. Yeah, there'll be times when it's nothing but devil stomping and kicking him in the face, but sometimes it's going to be handling with care the souls that God loves so dearly. Sometimes you're going to come in contact with precious cargo that Jesus gave his life for. Let me tell you, there ain't nobody, nobody, nobody so bad that we ought to think they don't deserve the mercy of God. There ain't nobody in this world that doesn't deserve our best love and compassion that we can give. God, that's, that, that's, that, that ought to be getting some amens. Because there's one thing that I do believe in. And that's loving people. And the Bible says that God is love. If you love somebody, you're simply manifesting and making known who God is. So Christ in you, the hope of glory, the only hope this world has is Christ, and he's in us. He's in us. Sure, he's everywhere. He feels everything. You can't contain him, but he's in us. And this is the way that he designed it to work for us to show this world who he is. 
So now watch, watch this. Let's jump over to the next chapter, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20, and see what he said. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Remember that. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And now let's, let's look at 19. To wit, that God was in Christ. We know that God was manifest in the flesh. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So, God was in Christ, reconciling the world. Christ is in us. Christ knew the hope of glory. Christ is in us. And he has given us this word and ministry of reconciliation. He's saying, you're supposed to be doing the same job that I was doing. You're supposed to be doing exactly what I was doing when I walked on this earth. My church is my body. Christ is the head. We are the body of Christ. And we're supposed to be reconciling this world unto Christ. Just as God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, Christ in us the hope of glory with the ministry of reconciliation. We're supposed to be manifesting the love and mercy and compassion of God. We're supposed to be manifesting the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation. And then he said, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. And it it is as though God did beseech you by us. When you're talking to somebody, it's just like God's reaching for them. When you're talking to them about the saving power of Christ, it's just like God saying, come on. It ain't just you, but it's Christ in you saying, I want to save you. I want to change you. You know, people get upset because all they can see is us sometimes. But if we let the love of God shine out of us they realize that where you're coming from is not a place of I'm trying to condemn you I'm trying to judge you I just want you to know that Jesus loves you and so do I but more important than me loving you God loves you and God can change you and he said so it's like we're ambassadors and it's just like God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be you reconciled to God. I'm, and since Jesus is not walking on this earth anymore, he gave this over to me. He gave me a word of reconciliation. And so I'm saying to you what Christ will say, be reconciled to God. Be put back in divine favor. Get back into the place you need to be with God. We need to manifest. When Jesus was here, he wasn't just a billboard that people could just drive by and see like he was an advertisement for God, but he went places, walked places. He sought things out. He worked. He said, I got to be about my father's business. He was busy manifesting God. We don't need to bury our talent. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Don't hide your treasure in the earth. We're not pirates. We're not burying treasure. This treasure don't ever run out. You ain't got to worry about it running out. Spend it freely. Freely you have received. Freely give. James said, I will show you my faith by my works. I will manifest to you what I believe by what I do. There's a lot of people talk about how much they love God. 
and they wouldn't help an old lady cross the road. But there's some folks that'll go the extra mile. Jesus, the scripture said if they compare you to go one mile, go with him too. Go the extra mile. Do something more. Do more than just the individual. Manifest the Savior to this world. Because I'm going to tell you, people are not going to read their Bibles. People in this world ain't reading their Bibles. Most people in the world think people that read the Bible is crazy. They need to see. Because you know what? Why they think that is because they don't know what's in there. But when you start manifesting what's in there, how come you act like that? Because it's in the Bible? Oh, I didn't know that was in the Bible. How come you helping people that, that other people just throw away because it's in the Bible? Oh, that's in the Bible? I thought uh, the only thing in the Bible was you're supposed to be, uh, uh, you're supposed to hate people and be a bigot and, and be a racist and, 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 and be self-righteous. That's what they think's in the Bible. That ain't what's in the Bible. What's in the Scripture is we're supposed to show the love of God. We're supposed to manifest to this world the life of Jesus Christ. We, it's more than telling them about it, we've got to show it. And we got to make it obvious. We got to make it obvious. Somebody ought to look. People ought to see you. And just out of the blue say, where you go to church? Why do you think I go to church? I don't know something about you. They ought to just be able to tell there's something there. Manifest it. Make it known. Show it. Let people see. And I'm going to tell you this. If we are who Jesus says we are. And he can't lie. And if he calls us something and labels us as something, that's what we are. You believe that? Yes. If Jesus labels you as something, you labeled. <laughs> you can't do nothing about it. You labeled. And so if we are who we say or who Jesus says we are, then we have no option. And I'm going to tell you why. In Matthew 5 and 14, he made a statement about his disciples. And we're his disciples if we take his cross and follow him daily. He said, you are the light of the world. Somebody say, I'm the light of the world. Jesus said I was. This is what Jesus called me. I've been called a lot of things, but Jesus called me the light of the world. He said, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. He's comparing you to something that can't be put out, can't be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Now, it's very important to remember what we're fixing to read about light. Number one, we're the light of the world. If the, light is, if the candle is lit, the light gives light unto all that are in the house. He said, let your light so shine, manifest, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. I'll be seeing you doing something. I ought to see you doing something, not just hearing you say something. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. In other words, your good works are manifesting the life of your Father which is in heaven. And so, understanding that, this is what Paul said in Ephesians 5 and 13. But all things that are reproved or discovered are made manifest, same word, same word in the Greek, are made obvious or made known, made apparent. All things that are discovered are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. If you are, then you ought to be manifesting. Yes. He said, because whatsoever 
makes manifest, whatsoever makes obvious is light. So if we're not manifesting, but a check and see if your light's on. He said, because anything that is discovered is made manifest by the light. Let your light shine. Whatsoever does make manifest is light. I'm light. You want to know why I'm light? Because Jesus said this, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Is he still in the world? He wasn't just talking about when he was walking here. Is he in you? He's in me. I'm in the world. I'm not of the world. I'm in the world. So if I'm in the world and he's in me, he's still in the world. That means light of the world. He said, he said, I'm the light of the world. You're the light of the world because we're one. He lives inside of me. I serve him. And I'm going to make manifest his life in this, this hour, this day, this 2017 coming up. There's going to be more manifesting going on. We're going to get better about praying. We're going to get better about fasting. We're going to get better about giving. Yeah, all those things. We're going to get better about forgiving people. We're going to get better about showing mercy. We're going to get better about loving people. We're going to get better about overcoming obstacles. We're going to get better about whooping the devil. We're going to get better about casting out devils. Yeah, we're going to get better about witnessing and winning people to God. We're going to get better. We're going to manifest. People's going to know in this town that they go to that church. And it's not so this church can just be glorified. It's so all the glory can go to him. But it's going to be because we're going to manifest on our jobs, in our schools, in our town, that we belong to him. You can stand with me. I'm getting ready to finish. There's another definition of a manifest. A manifest, anybody that's involved in shipping or receiving understand what I'm talking about. A manifest is a document that if a shipping container comes before you ever open it, you already know what's in it because of what it says. Now, the thing is, is that you just don't leave that container closed. They're going to eventually open it and see, is it really in there or is it just on this piece of paper? Eventually, people's going to look to see if your manifest is accurate. Because <laughs> you talk a talk, you know, you, 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 you got the, the look down. and all right, But I, I'm going to see eventually... They're going to open it up and say, let's see what's on the inside. You're going to get in a situation where people's going to get to see is all that's on the manifest really there. Paul said this, we're also, we're also a document. Did you know that? Paul said, ye are our epistle. 2 Corinthians 3 and 2. Ye are our epistle. That's the letter. You're our document, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. People's looking at your life, reading your life, reading your story, seeing what's it say about who they are, what they do. And now let's see how they act. For as much as ye are manifestly declared, 
Same word. To be the epistle of Christ. Ministered by us. Written not with ink. But with the spirit of the living God. Not in the tables of stone. But in fleshy tables. Of the heart. So we're not just supposed to manifest. We are a manifest. Of all the things that's in that book. We've took that Bible around. We've got it on our phone. We've got it on our iPads. We've got it everywhere. We've got it on disk and apps and all kind of things. Got my Bible. Got my Bible. But eventually people's going to say, let's see. Let's open them up and see if everything that's on their manifest is in there. Let's see if that love and mercy is there. Let's see if that grace and compassion is there. Let's see if that power is there. Let's see. Let's see if that consecration and dedication is there. Let's see if holiness is there. Oh, yeah, holiness. The Bible says, without which no man shall see the Lord. You know what? No man's going to see you manifesting God if you ain't showing holiness. So we think it's just saying, without holiness, I can't get to heaven, which I believe that. But he said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Nobody's going to see God in you without holiness. Because we're supposed to be holy because he's holy. How can you show, uh, manifest a holy God without holiness? Ah. Holiness is more than just a ticket to heaven. It's how you show people who God is. So, that's it for 2017. We're going to preach more on how to manifest this life of Jesus. We're going to teach more on how to manifest this life of Jesus. And we're going to put into action the manifestation of the life of Jesus in our everyday walk. You're going to be surprised the people that are going to watch your life and be changed by your life. What I want us to do tonight, I'm not going to do a regular altar call where we come and just spend time. I want us all that would to come. I know you gathered up one time for prayer, but all that would would come and gather down around the front together. Especially our our visitors are welcome to come with us, but our church body, Restoration Apostolic. If you're here, if this is your church, I I definitely want you here, but our visitors are welcome to come down as well. Because wherever you go to church, the best way you can be a help to your church and your congregation is to manifest. Wherever you go to church, the, the greatest help you can be to your pastor, I promise you, is to manifest the life of Jesus. So we're going to lift our hands together and receive this word. And we're going to make a declaration We're going to, with our lips, if that's what you want. If you want to be more like Jesus and you want to show more of the life of Christ, go ahead right now and begin to tell the Lord, in this year, help me God to manifest all that you are not just some of it not just not just talk a good game but to actually manifest your life Jesus oh God I don't want to just talk about my church but I want to talk about you I want to talk just talk about my ministry I want to talk about you Lord bless these people we receive from your word the instruction hallelujah Lord now we know our purpose We know that we're taking up a cross. And we know we're following you. But Lord, now we know that through the death of this cross, through the death and dying daily, that we're going to manifest your life. We're going to show love and mercy to this broken, dying world. 
We're going to be a helping hand. We're going to do the things that you did. And Lord, you're going to help us to do even greater things. We're going to manifest in this last hour, in this last day, as this world begins to shake and tremble. Lord, as this world begins to turn upside down and fall apart. Lord, your church is built on a solid rock that even though the gates of hell should come against it, they will not prevail. Lord, we receive the word tonight to manifest your life. Blessed God, let us go into this world and win souls. Let us be a witness, Lord, wherever we go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody going to manifest? If you are, say amen. Amen. Let it be. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God. I want to thank you for being in the first service. I know it was a little different being at night, in the evening, things like that. Thank you for being here. But I want you to hear this word. I feel like it's from the Lord. It's going to help you find your purpose. Ain't nothing more frustrating to be in a place and not know what to do. You ever started a new job and they they get you out, they go ahead and bring you out, but they don't really tell you. They said, just just hang out here for a little bit. And and you, you see all these people around you working, but you don't know what to do. It's frustrating. Ain't nothing more frustrating to be in the house of God and to be in the body of Christ and not know what to do. You're going to learn what to do this year in Jesus' name. He's going to help He's going to help all of us to be a better manifestation of Him. I sure love you. I hope I'll see you in prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. God bless you tonight. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. 40-day fast. If you're going to eat it, you better do it before midnight. Go get your donuts. Go get your pizza. Go get your Big Mac, whatever it is. God bless you in Jesus' name.